Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. In LA, I'm Jordan Edwards. In New York, we got Demi Ramos. What's up, Demi? Ski. <laughs> East Coast in the house today. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Yes, our guest today is Gabby Sklar. Hey guys. Of TikTok and pounding on the floor fame. That's why I wore these today. You yes. Know, protecting that, that's my thing. Have you ever <laughs> bruised your hand pounding on the floor? I feel like I should say that I haven't, but absolutely. Um, but yes, it's. I don't recommend doing this at home. We are not sponsored by Arrowhead Water, but uh, no. we are hydrated. Yes. Or we this will be hydrated. A reminder to drink your water. Yes. Yes, of course. Stop what you're doing. Stop drink what your you're body. doing drink and, your and take a hydration break. Yes. There we go. And Demi Cheers takes a sip. That. There we go. Yes. There we go. Okay. <laughs> So, um, you just got a new single out. When did it come out? It came out a week ago. So, um, yes, I'm very excited. Lonely Times. Lonely Times. Uh, Megan Trainer vibes on this one, I feel like. I think it's very uh, nostalgic. Like, it gives yeah. a, a bit of, like, a 60s doo-wop, something that's familiar, but also something that's new. Do you like, like, that style of music? Or I love 50s and 60s. Um, a lot of my playlists are 50s, 60s, Sam Cooke, The Beatles, Loretta Lynn, you know. I feel so like I you would have done well in sort of a like Burt Bacharach situation. Mm. Like you had like one of those like Dan Warwick songs you would have like, you would have crushed, you know, oh, back in the day. We have a lot of music, so there's there's plenty of, of that feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're from Long Island. Yes, I am. And you've you've shed the accent for the most part. Does does it come out sometimes? Oh, it absolutely does. If you're around me long enough, it's yeah. I mean, I have friends that are like Gabby. That's not how you pronounce this word, and I'm you know. But I was watching one of your interviews last night, and you you said that like when you were you took in meetings with like record labels and stuff back in the day when you were first starting out, and they told you you had to have more of a social media presence, more followers. Oh yeah. And you have them now. What what was it like? Like, what was the plan after you like realized like, hey, I need to get this together? What was the plan as far as like you know upping your social media presence? I think for me, you know, for people that don't really know the background so much, I got into the industry when I was thirteen, fourteen, when I met my manager Lee, and um, you Who's know, over here, who yes, yeah, so camera. It was Shout right out here blessing us with his presence thank you for being here lee um but you know i was very fortunate to be in these situations where i would you know meet some great people but i was always focused about the music and i think in an industry that's all about music and your art and your narrative that was something that i saw like the transition of instagram and now later TikTok. um so it's interesting because i felt there was a part of music that was being stripped away from an industry that was about music and it was more geared towards social media. Um, you know, so now being in a position where I've built it and I've been posting videos and I've curated an incredible community of people, it's definitely interesting to see not having it and then having it. Um, but you know, it's, I think what it is you have to adapt to the times, you know, we're in a very digital age and it's important to remember that those numbers are people. They're real people tuning in. And, right. Um, and Hopefully it's they're real people. They're real people. Mm. And I've met some of them and they're incredible. And, and yeah, it's, it's been a really great privilege to have. You know, you're 23 right now. I am. So you, 
didn't grow up with TikTok. No. You grew up more like um thankfully you know instagram and facebook i guess were the big things when you were facebook, like facebook yeah. yeah i feel like i'm really aging myself um but yeah you can't say facebook, that when you're 23 i'm sorry i'm yeah, sorry i you know, refuse for to the younger you younger viewers but um yes i i grew up playing video games with my sisters and having a very normal not digital childhood i think nintendo was like like a DS was like the most digital DS it was. was but yeah. And then like, of course, 13 going into like high school, Instagram, and then like a few years back, TikTok. So it's, I seen the transition. Have you ever had a Tamagotchi? Is... Oh yeah, I think I killed mine like 10 times. Shout out Tamagotchi. Yeah. This just brought me back to Tamagotchi days. Not sponsored. One time I, I saw in the sewage, out. I saw something down there in the sewage and I was getting out of school and I leaned in. Cause remember you could have like a Tamagotchi chain. Remember that? Yeah. Literally like you could attach all your Tamagotchis, you have like eight Tamagotchis on there. You'd be like swinging them around and everything. Oh yeah, and on your I backpack, reach for something in the sewage and the Tamagotchi chain fell down into the sewage. So yeah, um, shout out Tamagotchi. Wow, that's one way for them to go. I think I just kept forgetting to feed mine, but that's that's crazy. <laughs> she said that's I just like, didn't feed it. Real yeah. deal. Yeah, well, the reason I, I brought up the, the whole like growing up with what social media you had was because I think it's strange to think that you were basically an adult, or at least in high school, by the time TikTok was got going. And I think it's strange to think that there's like 13-year-old, 14-year-old girls who are just starting, who are like aspiring to be TikTok yes. stars. Like that's yes. a thing. Like there are kids in middle school now that are like, I'm going to be a TikTok star. Does that weird you out, or do you do you say what 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 um, advice would you have to like a 14-year-old who's trying to like actually make that happen? I don't judge. I can understand like being consumed in like seeing things online and then being inspired by things and taking that into, you know, consideration and what you want to do. But I think it's important to know what your goals are and to not be like, if you want to be an artist to make that the priority and kind of zone out the social media, because I think in doing your thing and, and being authentic to yourself, your people will come. Um, and then, you know, I, I it's, it's all temporary. I think there's always going to be like a TikTok. There's always going to be the next thing because I've lived it. We all have. And we see the times of what's the new thing. Um, I feel like it's been a while since like there was a new one that people really were into. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like it's always going to be a cycle of things. Yeah. I think it's just important to like think about the bigger picture and just remember, you know, everything is online and to just whatever you post, just, you know, if it's cringe, that's one thing, like whatever. But right you know, you don't want to look back and be like, oh, why did I do that? But in the same regard, don't don't let it stop you from from being like, oh, people at school are going to see this and judge me. And what? Who cares? You know, like if you want to do something and you have a goal of doing something, just do it. Because like you never know what video can change your life. Speaking of life, how is life like outside of like all the music stuff? Like, how is life? How are you feeling? It's about to be a new hmm. year. That's a great question. First of all, thank you for asking me that. And I'm going to also flip the coin and ask you that after I answer but um life has truly been great I feel very like very grateful and I think like I've had a, a past few years that were not so great and so having a great year of just being around amazing people and love and support and so much growth um it really puts things into perspective and it also allows you to appreciate the times that maybe aren't so great and where you can learn from them and where you can grow. But I'm just excited for next year. You know, I think 
like there's so much growth that I see and so many goals that I see for myself that I'm just really hoping 2024 can bring a little taste of that. But yeah, I mean, life is good. I feel I feel really grateful. I'm happy to be here even, you know, like and and thank you for asking that. What about you? 2024, what's like your resolution? Both of you. Do you remember when we used to like make resolutions when we were like little kids and then like I still do to it. follow it? Oh yeah, I still Did do it. Did you ever it. do that? Oh yeah. I would I like never, put it on my wall, never, but it would be like- I tried. That was the problem. It's hard to hold yourself accountable, you know? Like Did, you have a Dimmy, list. Dimmy's of, a big manifestation person. I feel that. Manifestation? Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I would say that, but you know, also I was curious about, because I think like, yeah, reflecting back, is there anything maybe you learned, right? This past year in particular, mm -hmm. that like you'll hold with you forever? so many things um it's got deep yeah i mean that's so like a great question very loaded and definitely like has me thinking i think like truly just leading with gratitude and and just taking that first step to push yourself out there and not be afraid of making those mistakes and um yeah i mean it's just um it makes me excited to look back on where i started and to where I'm going and to all the people that have joined this journey with me and have been so supportive and just new music, hopefully live shows in 2024. Um, but yeah. Yeah. The 23 has been a big year for you. You hadn't really put out much music before this year or at least available music on Spotify. Yeah. I'm sure you had released stuff before just on your own, but um, what was it about this year where you like got yourself in gear? It was like, okay, I'm going to release these singles. There's going to be cool cover art and we're going to do music videos. Like, why was it this year? I think I just had more clarity. You know, I think, you know, I, I have been trying to pursue a career as an independent artist. And of course, like as an independent artist, you have to be in full control of the cover art, the makeup, the hair, the storytelling, the performance, the songwriting, you know, like there's so much that goes into it. And of course, like I have an incredible team, which I love so much and they've helped so much. But, um, you know, a lot of the vision stems from you. And when you're able to to bring that to life in like the smallest regard and then one thing leads to the next thing, it's just I think there's it's it all clicked I think this was the year it really clicked and also I let my guard down a lot where I was just like screw it you know I'm just gonna do what feels authentic to me and like I said your people find you and um yeah what uh you, musically you're 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 a pop artist but um <laughs> and you released some music they're very like radio friendly pop music but I know that you have an EP coming up and what kind of music will be on the EP compared to like what you've released? Is it going to mm. be kind of the same? I mean, I, I, that sounds really, you know what I mean? No, like, I definitely yeah, know yeah. what you mean. I think, you know, we have, I think in the last year I've created more music in a year than I have in the rest of my lifetime. So we were, we just have so many songs. So we're still like figuring out, I know what the candidates are for the EP for sure. Oh, so you don't um, even have the final track list? We're still, yeah, I think it's definitely still work in progress, but we just have so many songs that we're trying to like, what, you know, like I'm definitely a perfectionist when it comes to how it's going to be presented and the visuals and everything around yeah. it. But I would say um, there's a lot more identity and a lot more depth to these records and to the people that have found me through covers on social media, um, you know, the songs that really stem from like the voice as the instrument, um, have been the winners and I think that's 
a lot of what my future music is. That's, I think, the toughest part about making an EP. And, and Demi is a musician, and, she, and she's you know entering in this world as well, mm. is picking what songs make the EP, picking what songs that have already been out make the EP yeah. versus like the new ones. So that's got to be kind of stressful, just like getting that track list together. I, I think it's just fun. You know, like I have to look at it as like it's That's art. a good attitude. Not stressful, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean like I, and trust me, I'm like definitely one of those people. My manager can tell you I'm one of those people that I get very stressed and overwhelmed and anxious mm -hmm. and all of those and I overthink and I think what I'm trying to be better at is just, it's art, you know? It's, it's serious, but it's not that serious and it's once you've completed your songs and your mission like however it's perceived is not not your responsibility your responsibility is creating it so speaking yeah. of voice as an instrument it. i will say you're one of those artists that's like when i look at you like i don't expect the voice that comes out of you to come out <laughs> thank so you i think that's a compliment about that thank like, you like how did you develop your voice into what it is today a lot of dedication like I I think people say like our stars born our stars made and like when I was a kid I loved to sing was I necessarily great at it no um, but I wouldn't stop singing and you know I started taking it more seriously I started taking lessons Don Lawrence shout out to you because he's an incredible vocal coach changed my life I appreciate you admitting that you take vocal lessons oh and yeah not just naturally yeah you know. it's exactly like if you were to run a marathon and doing little like sprints and little goals every day so that way you can reach a goal except I guess there's never an end goal you just want to and also vocal health that's very important for any singers out there um but you know I think what really clicked is how I how I really felt the music and that was probably you know going through some things like once I was like 18 19 it just clicked you know like I started really feeling the soul of behind music and, and what it really can bring out of people. So I think that's really the only thing that changed. You mentioned you got started when you were 13, 14, really. Yeah. Um, who do you remember really being into and being like, I want to sing like her or <laughs> I want to have her kind of career? I don't think there was someone that I was like, I want this person's voice. I mean, of course, there's so many people sure. that, it's, that it's like, there's so many that you can't, you can't, but also I think your own identity is important. And I think I was really focused on developing my identity because I was so lost as to who I was, as most people are as 13, 14 year old human beings. Um, but I remember, you know, 2013 for me, that was when I was 13, was like a huge year for even my music taste now, like Arctic Monkeys, uh, AM came out and Lana Del Rey, Born to Die, that whole era. So that I remember album. being like, oh my Ooh, God. I just got did it not change every 13 like you're? you're yes, but even now, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like really transcended time. And I think a lot of the albums that I like loved and artists that I loved were people that, you know, it didn't just last to 2013. It wasn't just like a, it was a very timeless record. And even 10 years later, people are still loving it. It's still going viral on TikTok and having moments and people are still discovering it. So it's, yeah. I mean, I mean now it's Dolly Parton. I think like things have changed in the way that um, I'm able to appreciate certain artists for what they stand for and their narrative and for owning who they are um, unconditionally. So you mentioned Wanda Ray obviously is known for not just the vocals, but the visuals and yes. like just the vibes. 
Um, and you talked about doing your visuals. Yes. How much do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy the process of coming up with ideas for videos and stuff? How much oh, are you I love involved it. or do you like what? Yeah. Like what, how do you feel about all that kind of, I love thing? it. I think like for me, the music is always the most important, but I think visuals and the culture around who you really are. And also I'm such a visual like learner. That's always how I'm able to digest things the best and how I'm always able to grasp like who people are and what they're about is through visuals. And also like I grew up with the Tumblr, with the Pinterest, with the, you know, so. Mood boards. Mood boards. I'm big, even like you were talking about like just the idea of like manifestation, whatever, but even just aside from that, just seeing things like help so much. And there's also everything's so relative, like our thoughts are so relative and how we perceive things. So when you're able to put it out visually, I think it really helps people to understand you better. So I'm very involved with the visuals Too involved to a point where I'm like, my ideas are like, okay, this is like a multi-million dollar movie. How do we make it on um, an indie artist budget? So, <laughs> but it's, that's a I good skill it. to have though. And then when you actually get the budget, it feels like, oh, wow, this is amazing. <sighs> yes. <laughs> um, so you mentioned going, you want to do more shows, yes. live shows. Do you have anything coming up? Or So it's. I actually did a show last night, um, which was like the first of many. Um, but it's, yeah, we, we've been talking about like, top quarter of the year and like what that's going to look like. And like I said, I'm such a perfectionist and I need to learn to not be because that's when you like, I think really experience the best things in spontaneity. Um, but yeah, we're, we're planning all that stuff for 2024. I'm really excited. When you first, obviously you're big on TikTok, big on, on Instagram. What was the moment or moments or whatever the event that happened where you were like, Oh man, like this is taken off. Like, what was it? I think I'm still processing it <laughs> to be honest, like a year and a half later. But, um, th I think what it really was, was I, and just to give a little backstory. So I got onto TikTok because it was pandemic. I, you know, was still doing the indie artist thing and I'm like, what, what am I doing? You know, like this is like, how do I navigate this? Right. I think a lot of people, almost everyone was kind of like, what do I do now? Um, so I started making covers and, uh, the laundry room of my parents' house. And it was the only place I was quiet. So I remember I would go into the laundry room, I'd place my phone up against the washing machine and I'd start recording covers. And I think the first moment was I left a vacuum in the background because I was in a laundry room. There was a lot of random stuff and people just went off about the vacuum. Like they were like, the vacuum can sing, the vacuum, mm -hmm. and like the algorithm. I was just like, what, you know? And that was the first moment, I think. And I think it was a cover... I don't even know what the cover was. And then the second cover was really what like ticked it off. And it was um, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart by Mark Ronson and Miley. And I remember like, I think I had like a f couple hundred followers. And I just remember that video hit like 40 million. And I was, I didn't know what to do. I was calling my manager and I was at my grandma's house in Florida, like having dinner. And I remember he was like, have you checked the video? And I was like, no, like I didn't expect, I didn't have expectations. I didn't post it for the idea of people are going to see this. I posted it because I love to sing. And I was like, this is fun. I'm just going to prop up my phone and hit the floor and whatever that I do. And, and he was like, it's, it's, it's going. And that changed everything. What was your mentality like at the time? Were you were, I, obviously you're overwhelmed, but <laughs> yeah. but at some point there's got to be a plan. Like, okay, we have this following, we have this momentum, we need to think about it and be you know strategic, strategic about it. Yeah, 
I mean, I was always writing. I was always creating outside of covers or things that I was posting online. I just wasn't necessarily posting about it. Like, I don't think I really understood how to use social media as like, this is who I am in like a rubric of like a resume, like a digitized resume for like people to digest. I didn't understand it like that. I was like, I'm going to post photos of me and my friends, you know? Um, like everyone else. Yeah, like, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't put weight in it. So I think like I was still doing the writing and everything. And my thing was like, I just need to find the right team of people that can, like a producer or someone that could really understand how to elevate what we already have and what, what this narrative I want to be is. And so then through social media, I actually um, was contacted by Tommy Brown's people. He's an incredible producer and he's been a part of my project ever since and been executive producing and, and the whole thing. So um, it kind of just naturally worked. Like we were thinking like, oh, who is this gonna be? And then the timing just clicked and from that video, it opened a lot of opportunity. You sound like you like you. You're comfortable with where you're at right now. Um, I'll never be. Com I always want. I always, you know, which sounds terrible. I'm very grateful for for what I have and where I started, and and for if this is it, I will be a happy girl forever and always. But I think I always have been one of those people that's like, okay, what is what is the vision in five years from now? What is the vision in a year from now? So I think I just have a lot of goals that I would love to fulfill, and then maybe I'd say I'm. We've had a lot okay. of artists on the show, but honestly, like since the moment we started talking to you, I've just felt so much realness from you. And I Thank think that's you. so like special and like, like you don't find that every day with artists, especially like in the digital age or just in music in general. I was wondering like, how do you kind of navigate through those like expectations of being a pop star? Um, because you are, you do, you know, do pop music. And yeah, and I feel like pop music is one of those genres that there's, I mean, there's so many, I feel like it's one of those harder genres to be in, wouldn't you say? It's saturated. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, every genre is, sat is saturated, but it's just like, yeah, how do you kind of navigate and just like, yeah, through all, of, through all of this stuff in your career and all of these exciting things that happen, but maybe the harder times as well? I think I'm still learning, to be honest. I think I have like, a lot of things that I'm I'm going through for the first time that I'm kind of just trying to absorb like the good, the bad, the adjusting. The truth is like not everything is going to work out the way that you can plan it to. You can only control so much of it. And I just try to control every aspect that I can so that way I'm prepared, I'm professional. Um, I'm, you know, always grateful to the people that are helping me along the way because I think that in itself is a privilege to have those people and to find those people that are genuinely there to support you. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a lot of learning, a lot of vocal lessons, um, a lot of just taking care of myself and, you know, maybe opting out of the nights out and maybe staying in and writing and, you know, prioritizing things that maybe some of my friends would love to be doing in their twenties that I would maybe sometimes love to be doing in my twenties, but also realize like, what my goals are and where I want to be and who I want to be. And so saying no to certain things, saying yes to other things and really figuring out who your identity is. What do you do when you're not all serious about your career and, and <laughs> strategizing about EPs and stuff? Like, what do you watch? What do you like do when you're not doing music? I'm probably drinking coffee and sitting with my dog. 
um, at home, but, <laughs> or like, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm not as exciting in my personal life, but I, you know, I love to explore whatever city I'm in. I love to hit up some vinyl shops. I love to thrift. I love to go see my favorite artists live. I love to eat. I love Do to... Do you actually speak French? You got a song, Pardon My I French, wish. But, but you don't. Yeah. I think a lot of people could tell that I don't, which at the time, I think I got too cocky. I was like, oh, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, some I'm, of the, I'm some, like, I don't know what I'm the, doing. Yeah, there are like some comments in your TikToks are like, she doesn't Sorry. speak French or yes. like, you know. And let me preface, by no way did I mean to offend anyone in my pronunciation. I love French. I love the culture. I love the people. Um, I have French heritage except it definitely like skipped a few generations because I that did not get passed down to me. I wish I spoke it better. But I, I think I just had like a, a this vision of doing a song in French and also the idea of Pardon My French being like, you know, it's it's imperfect. Pardon My French and, and, and in English, like it's just that saying. And I think that accidental mistake of the pronunciation being so off ended up playing into the concept part of my French even more. Yeah. So it, it, it was, almost would be like too much if you were like trying to do perfect pronunciation with, you know, trying a bit yeah, too, trying hard. too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was me trying that my like 110%. But I think like maybe I just need to, the learning lesson is I think, you know, Rosetta Stone, Duolingo, if you guys are watching this um, and you want to sponsor and you want to teach a girl French, I'm out here waiting. My DMs Let's are open. Go Rosetta Stone. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we want to do a little game with you, a little activity. Um, we want to do Magic Box with you. It's tradition pop dust. We've been doing it for 10 years or All something right. like that. So let's do Magic Box with Gabby Sklar. Let's do it. This is the Magic Box. Um, and if you want to take the top off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, setting this down. Yeah. I guess I should have done that ahead of time. Okay, so just pick, um, pick a, pick a, pick a piece of paper from the box. All right, and see what it says. <laughs> My nails don't help this. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Like teardrops on my guitar. I know that's controversial, but I think the OG stuff, or or you belong with me. I don't know. It's that's a hard question. Yeah. Can I pick another one? Okay. <laughs> well, you yeah, keep going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who is your first celebrity crush? Danny Phantom. What? Yeah. She's I, running I know, through. She's running through. Um, oh my gosh. What's your favorite Lana Del Rey album? Okay. Also controversial. I'm going to pick an answer that's not an, a real answer, but it kind of is. It's Born to Die, um, Paradise Edition. So basically, it's the two albums in one. But if you Google it, it is a real thing. So basically, those two albums. But it's it's one. Yeah. It's still. Yeah, yeah. That's one that has like all the like video games and stuff on it, right? Yes, you yeah. know it. Yes. Name a food you think is gross. I, this is a terrible question for me because I am like, I love all the controversy. Oh, you know what? I this is an easy question. Ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. Ketchup. Whoa, 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 whoa! Just ketchup in general. Oh, I'm scared to even put that in, into like the public knowledge because I'm just waiting for someone that doesn't like me to just show up to one of my shows with a plate. You're gonna of ketchup. get like a hater. Yeah, people squirt. Someone's yeah. gonna send a box of ketchup to my PO box. That's what's gonna happen. Fan mail. No. Your enemies. My enemies. <laughs> if my enemies are watching this, I love ketchup. <laughs> what's your favorite fast food food restaurant? Um. Okay. This is also. Controver I think everything's just so controversial. Yeah, hot takes. Um, hot takes. 
Boston Market. I know Boston that's, Market. I know that's Whoa. not. That's like that's more luxury yes. fast food, must I say? It's just not very good. I love it. The cornbread, mm. the rotisserie, Honestly, the mac and cheese. It is good, actually. Uh, I'm gonna get Boston Market for lunch. That's that's what I'm gonna get. Sorry if you're vegan. I like the rotisserie no. chicken. I don't. If you could have one cereal for the rest of your life, which would you choose? This is hard. This is probably the hardest question I've been asked so far. Okay, I love <laughs> the controversy. Shredded? No, I'm sorry. Soggy, um, shredded wheat. Soggy. It's so good. It's like a soup. <laughs> it's like it's that like sounds so unappetizing. I like that's it. That's or different. like that's different. <laughs> that's a very polite response, Jimmy. That's or different. Like, the multigrain Cheerios are actually better than the regular Cheerios. And I know that's weird, but they, they're like sweeter. Do you, do you put sugar on a Cheerios just plain like? Just regular. Oh. I don't think anyone's taking my food advice from this. Um, if you could be a, a musician in a different decade, which one would you choose? You, talk to, you love vintage stuff. I do, but also I'm like, the 70s just seemed fun. And I feel like there were so many new sounds um, it was just a really fun decade for music. So maybe the seventies, but also the nineties were crazy. Yeah. Like there was just so much talent and also like MTV and, and as Nirvana. someone, as someone who was, you were kind of born at the tail of 2009, like I was 99, you, but I yeah, still, so you like didn't get to experience it. Do you feel like yeah. you were kind of, do you kind of feel left out that you didn't get to experience the nineties? Cause everyone talks about how great the nineties were. I don't feel left out because I, I was also the youngest of older siblings and they grew up in the nineties. So I think a lot of what they had trickled into my childhood. And also I loved the two thousands, but I do think that nineties was a very influential decade. So maybe the nineties. Great music in the nineties. Great. great a lot of things, fashion, just like everything. It was so cool. Yeah, and and TV as well. TV, TV as well. Yes, that's do, true. We'll do one more. Okay. We'll do one more. <gasps> okay. Oh boy. Okay. Who's your favorite rapper? Oh my goodness. Oh boy. <laughs> um, Lee, who's my favorite rapper? Yeah, you. My manager. <laughs> my manager has nine lives, and in one of them, he was a rapper, actually. Yeah, you should hear his flow. <laughs> Shout out, Big A. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pick another question. She's going to pick another question. I'm going to pick another question. so hard. She's going to pick another question. Yeah, I think so. She's picking another question. She didn't want to answer. Yeah. What's your favorite cover song to sing? Oof. Hard one because you've done you've done It's hard. I love uh, Change Gun Come by Sam Cooke is like great. Anything like Aretha Franklin. But I do have to say I did a set last night at a live show and I did see you again by Miley Cyrus. It hit different. That yeah. that was fun. And everyone was singing and everyone knew it and it was just the last time so I freaked out. Just, yeah. So maybe that one. All right. And that was Magic Box. Yeah, that was fun. That was scary. I yeah. Was like, Ooh. Yeah. Didn't know what I was going to get. You know what's funny? Uh, we'll put this up. We'll wrap up the interview here. But it's funny. Some people like will take one question and talk five minutes in the same question. And you're like, zip, blah, 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 zip, blah, blah, blah. So like, we put, we never know. Sometimes these have like three or four, and sometimes they have like seven or eight. Like you just It's did. my ADHD. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. I'm a big like game show person. So mm. uh, I love 
Would you, have you thought about like what? Well, let me ask you this: What reality show? If you could be on a reality show, like what kind of reality show? My mind goes to Jeopardy, but that's not a reality no, show. Are, um, game show, sure. Yeah. So you'd be good at Jeopardy. You're like, like you the like, housewives. You like trivia? You like trivia? Yeah, but I don't think I know enough of it. I think I would I would be like definitely in the negative caliber. Um, but I would still like to participate. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like maybe if they rig it a little bit and put people that that are more of my level of like not really knowing the answers to all these crazy questions. <laughs> like from yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause my family like loves it. They know all the answers. I'm like, how do you know that? I'm a jeopardy. I was on, a, <clears throat> um, I may or may not have been on the academic team when I was in high school where it's like team jeopardy, where you face other high schools and trivia. That's so cool. Yeah. It was really cool. It was wow. really cool. They didn't have that at my high school. If they did, I would have, trust me, I would have been VP, <sighs> not president. I can't <laughs> hold that title, but VP. Could you handle, speaking of reality shows, could you handle like a, you know, like a reality show where cameras follow you around and no. document your life? Could you do that now? I don't think so. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, no. I would love to be on a show. Like, I think like American Horror Story or like, you know, if an opportunity you do like a Lady Gaga up. thing, like going to movies sort of. Sign me up. But yeah. reality TV, probably not. No. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the most this camera, is, this I is think. The, the most camera you can handle. Yeah. 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 All right, Demi, you got anything else? Eesh. I remember I'm just like, in all truth, like, I'm kind of, that's the only thing I can watch. Reality is a little bit like reality. Yeah. Demi doesn't do scripted stuff. She it's does. a really good getaway. I think like a mental getaway. Like, you kind of just lose yourself in, like, what it, you don't have to think about it. It's a great distraction. I totally see like the beauty in it. I just don't want to be on it. I want to watch it. I don't want to be on it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Gabby, that'll be it. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us on It's Real with Jordan Demi. As always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news. Follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edward Studio. Follow Demi at Demi underscore Ramos. Watch all our past episodes and listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Both of you. Thank you. For Thanks sure. for tuning in. Yeah.